chasing the rabbit so you don't have to. Here they are, Mark and Don, the two crazy guys. Alrighty, and welcome to another broadcast episode of the uh, Two Crazy Guys broadcasting right here on KYAH 540 AM Utah's Talk Authority. And uh, my name is Donald Lowry, a.k.a. Big D. And on the other side of the horn, we have the other crazy guy, my buddy, Mark Boyle, a.k.a. Prepper Guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, it, it's funny. We were, as always, talking about what are we going to talk about. And it seems odd that we're sitting here thinking there's not a lot to talk about in the news, and yet the world is on fire. Yeah, Politically man. speaking, we got Bernie Sanders off in La La Land. We got a bunch of terrorists elected to Congress that want to turn America into some, you know, caliphate. I guess. Right. You know, they're not going to say that, but we know what they're thinking. Right. But uh, the other the other night, I th- actually I think it was last night. Uh, so I was watching my buddy Tucker, my favorite yeah. person I love to hate. Yeah. And uh, he had a guy on, uh, Eric Metaxas. He's an author. Really bright guy. And uh, and Tucker was making the point about how, you know, these socialists, they want to bring in more workers into the country because as a population or as a people, we're not reproducing enough <laughs> so you know because i think our birth rate's like 1.7 or something so you got to have at least three kids before your population is increasing otherwise it's just uh what do they call it net some gain or something like that it doesn't matter anyway because we're all going to die in 12 years according to ocasio cortez yeah i don't know why they're even worried about that shit but it's funny because <laughs> it's it's funny because isn't that what uh, al gore told us 20 years ago <laughs> Yeah, I just watched the thing where he was ranting and raving how we're all going to die by 2000. And uh, yep, here we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I I found that to be true throughout my life, you know, being a prepper. That's what I tell people. I've been a prepper for 40 years. And back when I got into it back in the 70s, I, I could have swore the world was going to end. And, and, you know, basically bugged out and moved way out in the middle of nowhere and got all my year supply and all that. And here we are 40 some years later and uh, it's still around. So these, these false prophets always amaze me how they uh, go off and, and, and yet people keep following them. Well, you know, what was that? Listen to Gore. Well, but not, not just that. I mean, what was that? uh, Some of the religious folk do that too. What was that preacher guy that was saying there was going to be the end of the world and all that. And, you know, his followers were getting rid of all their belongings and all of that. Oh, and yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know, man, we're still here. Yep. Let me tell you something. The earth isn't going to fling us off anytime soon. Um, I, I, believe, I, I, I believe that we're not going anywhere, uh, for quite a while. Um, and we're I, stuck. you know, yeah, we're stuck here, man. We're, we're not going anywhere. And I mean, I can't think of a better place in the whole entire universe to be stuck, to be honest with you, but long as uh, we're inside our bubble. Yeah, we're here, man. <laughs> we're here, and we're rocking and rolling, and uh, everything is going well. Um, and uh, I I just, the whole man-made global warming conspiracy theory 
is just too much for me to swallow, and I can't take it because there is no truth to it. They keep telling us that we're dying, that we're going to die, and, you know, all this this fossil fuels is killing us, but then they want to make everything electric. And uh, look, I, I don't get that one either, brother. I really yeah, cause don't. Cause I, I don't get free electricity at my house. I don't know about you. So how does oh, that do. help? Because you got to, you got to, somewhere they have to produce that electricity with fossil fuel or, well, a, top, I get free, or a nuclear. I, I get free electric because we converted our house to solar, uh-huh. um, which is great. It works for me. But just because it works for me doesn't mean I want to slam it down everybody else's throat. Right. right? So my, my electricity bill here in my house is zero. In fact, at the end of the year, every year, uh, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative sends me a check for any returned uh, energy that, because as long as I am producing more than I'm using, I'm golden. Yeah, they but owe here's you the money. Problem. Here's the problem that I have with the all-electric gangs, and that is, where does electricity come from? Power plants. And how do power plants get electricity? Well, let's see. They burn coal. Oh, or, wait a minute. What? Or natural a, gas. You're or, a dirt and dirty, rotten individual yeah. there, sir. Well, you know, if you want to get real clean, then we would use uh, nuclear power, uh, which is... Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. No, no see. You can't do that. No. So, you know, I think electric cars are great. Like you said, if you have your own solar equipment and you can charge your car, but the minute you go off your little grid then you're still putting fuel in it and it costs more to create the electricity and fuel oil. So it's actually worse for the environment than just putting premium unleaded in your car. Well, not only that, I'm all for electric cars as long as you don't have to replace the battery in one of them. Yeah. Might as well just buy a new car. Right. I mean, yeah. so, you know, the whole thing, but but back to the whole the whole premise of electricity okay let's just say that everybody in the city of in in i don't know let's say everybody in delta utah decided they wanted to go and they wanted to get electric cars and they want to all plug them in at the same time to charge what's going to happen to the electric grid oh it's going to freak out just like in arizona when we all turn our air conditioner on at the same time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know it's just a matter of it's just not feasibly possible and you know, I was watching, speaking of, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, I was watching Fox News last night, um, or the other night, was the other night when Rush Limbaugh was on. Yeah. And, uh, that was pretty good. And, and you know, I was, I was totally in agreement with Rush when he was talking about all these delusional plans that the Democrats are putting forth. None of them are going to come to fruition. Right. Well, you know, and, and I wouldn't mind electric cars like Tesla and even the Prius, is almost like electromotive force to where the the gas motor and the motion of the car creates the generation that keeps it moving, kind of like locomotives on a train track. They're not diesel. The generators are diesel. Right. And and then the trains are pushed by electric motors, just like the big Euclid mining equipment and stuff you see in open pit mines. Right. They're, They're electric vehicles. They have a lot more power and they get a lot better mileage out of that gallon of diesel to run the generator. Right. But they won't do that for cars, like especially trucks. They could carry the weight of all the batteries in the generator and stuff. But that would save us Americans money and then the gas companies wouldn't be making money. And therefore, the lobbyists are like, no, we can't do that. Right. Just like we can't do a lot of things. 
because because the, of these special interests in these lobby companies, right? They're lobby as their companies, call them what they want. Hey, you know, talking about prophets of doom, since we were starting to talk about that, do you know why there are no jokes about the Jamestown massacre? No. The punchline is too long. <laughs> Someone told me that the other day. I just cracked up. I was like, that is great. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. He was so, going so, off yeah. on all these jokes that were just funny, like NASA stands for need another seven astronauts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so horrible, but funny yeah. because we're sick. And Yeah. It, yeah. I, I do. Re- you know, in fact, I remember that tragedy when it occurred. Uh, yeah. I, I, we were actually watching the live uh, broadcast of that. Yeah. And uh, it was it was it just caught the whole world by by surprise when that whole thing went down. It just just. Oh, so sad. Well, it's as vivid, you know, as watching 9-11. You know, you're sitting there watching it, and then they're telling us this didn't happen for these reasons. It's like, right. I can't forget. I mean, we're not supposed to forget, but it seems like Americans have forgot. But when you when you remember those visuals of that, that space shuttle blowing up, you're just like, you know, it, was, it wasn't yeah. traumatic, you know, because that's what happens when you explore space. But right. you don't forget it. No, yeah, no, but you know it's it's uh, it's interesting that you brought up nine eleven. I, I don't really think Americans have forgotten. I think the Democrats have turned a blind eye to it. Right there. Well, now remember, remember the whole the whole thing uh, of nine eleven was that uh, it was an inside job done by Bush and Cheney, so that they would have an excuse to drag us into the war, so that we could go into Iraq and steal all the oil. Remember, that's what the conspiracy theorists told us, that they flew remote-controlled airplanes into the World Trade Center, and Bush and Cheney lobbed missiles into the Pentagon (laughs) so that they would have an excuse because they needed – and see, the whole thing is nobody – the two things weren't even related. Going into Iraq wasn't even related to 9-11. No, because if we wanted to do that, we would have went to – Going into Iraq was based on the premise that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and he was going to use them against us and the rest of the world. Right. That's why we went into Iraq. It had nothing to do with 9-11. No, because 9-11 was pretty much from Egypt and, and you know, right. and, and they couldn't go there because we have treaties with them, you know, for oil. Duh. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why we didn't go to Mexico. I mean, if we're going to blow a trillion dollars rebuilding a country, I, I like Mexico. It's a lot closer. It's easier to conquer, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and they would probably be helpful participants because most of the people are sick of the corruption too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, you know, and that's why it's hard to, to you know, criticized people wanting to come here because it is a rat hole but it's not our fault we have enough problems in america as americans you know that we don't need to be you know fixing their house when our house is not in order that's That's the way i look at it no i agree we have issues here we need to take care of first yeah yeah so um i was going to talk a little bit about these family values thing since uh we probably came across as agnostic and atheist on our Easter special, which we're not. But, you know, sometimes when you tell people how you feel, then they automatically flip out. Sure. So 
But, uh, you know, some of what this guy Eric was talking about, I want to get into in the next section or segment because it was really interesting the way he put it. And uh, I'm going to try, I tried to, I got my notes posted all over my screen here. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll probably forget all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we can talk about that and then just continue on bashing on Al Gore and the prophets of doom. That Perfect. Sounds are... like a good plan. Why don't we do that right after the break? We'll take a break and we'll come back right after this. Don't go away. Are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system and get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the life change tea at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And like me, you'll be glad you did. This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. Hi, this is John Jeffers inviting you to listen to my show, The Jeffers Brief. You know, on The Jeffers Brief, we discuss topics of interest and concerns for preppers and patriots. You can only find us on the Contra Radio Network on podbean.com or KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Hope you join me and we'll talk to you then. Talking the issues and taking the hit. Here they are, the two crazy guys. I think we're going. Yes, we are. As a matter of fact, welcome back to the second segment of today's program. Mark and Don here, the two crazy guys. You're listening to us on KYAH 540 AM on the dial uh, in Utah's Talk Authority. And uh, so before we went to the break, we were talking about some crazy stuff. Now we're going to talk about even more crazy stuff. Mark wants to talk about family values. Well, and Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, and Tucker. Okay. <laughs> well, this this guy I was talking about, Eric Metaxas, or it's almost spelt like me, Taxes, but he's an author. And, Can uh, we trust him with a name like that? <laughs> maybe not. 
but he was a good guy. So from on TV, but you know, it, you know, Tucker is, was bringing out. It's like, you know, the, these Democrats don't want to help the American families have more children. They would rather just bring in these illegals. And, right. and and the guy from HUD, the HUD secretary, was on the show, and he, uh, I think it's Julian uh, Julian Castro. We need these immigrants, he is saying. We need these immigrants because, see, America won't have babies anymore. And and Tucker's point, which was a good point, he's like, you know, if, if we had tax incentives for families to have children and gave them maybe college, you know, grants and tuitions when they had children, then it would make it feasible for families to, to go out and have more kids. And I'm thinking, well, that sounds really cute, but you're fixing a problem with another problem, which is called taxes. You know, so you, you don't use that old Band-Aid over there to put on a new wound. And 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 I, I, I think, you know, tax cuts would be great and all that, you know, like if they eliminated them. But um, this guy, Eric, he had a good point. He's like, you know, in America, it is costly to have children. And because we've become so, well, I guess he called it secularist, that we believe that as a people, we've evolved out of some primordial slime and just popped up and there is no greater purpose and all that. So our focus is not on having children because it's expensive, but, you know, buying a new car, going on a cruise. And even Tucker said, well, you know, when you're on your deathbed, you don't sit there and go, man, I'm really glad I got to go to Cancun. You know, he goes, it's family, what you think about when you're dying. Right. And and it, and it kind of hit me. It's like, well, we can't fix it with taxes because that's BS. And I go, you know, people need to take a hit once in a while. You know, we need to, to have families. You, you have to have more than 1.7 children. And it, it's expensive because raising children has never been cheap, even if you get a tax break. Right. And and, and as as patriots and conservatives, we need to just bite the bullet and and pay higher taxes if that's the cost. You know, maybe don't go to Cancun three times this year. Maybe don't even go one time this year. Have children, you know, help America. Otherwise, it's going to be like Death of the American West by, uh, what was his name? Pat Buchanan wrote that book, and he said, they will just breed us out of existence. Well, you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt your, your rant no. there, Mark, but the Democrats are all fine with, uh, you know, the immigrants as long as we don't put them in sanctuary cities. Yeah, that, that's that, that's the beauty of their blind hypocrisy. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, all these memes with their, uh, whatever her name is, AOC, and these goofy things, and you think, well, that's a funny meme. But no, she actually says that stuff. She is actually that stupid. Oh, absolutely. She's she says every bit of that stuff. And and yet, you know, Bernie Sanders sits there and goes, "Well, I, I believe in socialism, but not Russian-style communism. Never been there. Don't believe in it." And yet, it shows him, you know, on a on one of his field trips in his socialist youth days in Russia. Yeah. You know, sitting there singing whatever their anthem is. So yeah. he lies, and then people just go. Well, that's an old video. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's a lie. And and, and we're going to buy it. Well, not us, but, you know, a lot of people. 
and go and, and you know and the way he presents socialism it almost sounds like a good idea but you know sure. it's it's not sure they, it mark it's great on paper man yeah it's great on paper but uh it just it never works and no. you know uh, funny too is I, I thought today i thought we were going to see the announcement of mr joe biden jumping in but apparently he's delayed by one day so uh, i think Tomorrow, uh, we will hear the news of Joe Biden popping in. <laughs> uh, Joe. Good old crazy Uncle Joe. Crazy Uncle Joe. Every family's got to have one. And yeah. Unfortunately, the country has one. Sadly. And he's the child of Uncle Sam. That's what makes him family. <laughs> well, you know, Bernie Sanders, I know I'm kind of all over the place right now, but uh, I did that for a reason because the Democrats – they hate, they hate uh, everything about what America stands for. But it's funny because they've all gotten rich on that very premise oh, yeah. of, you know, uh, capitalism. Yeah. They hate capitalism, and yet every single one of them have, be, have gotten stinking, dirty, filthy rich in a capitalistic system. Right. They hate America. And yet they won't move to a socialist country. No. You know, and, and yet they will sit there and say how bad America is. While they're in office, they could be fixing it. Right. But they won't go somewhere else to where maybe, you know, maybe they could go to Venezuela and somebody would elect them because they're famous and crap. No, they're not going to leave their, their little sheltered area. Of course not. So it it's all a lie. And, uh, you know, I, I put a post out there on Facebook, some group, I don't remember what it was, and, and it's like, you know, America is so dead, or the Constitution, that the fat lady is decomposing in her unmarked grave. <laughs> <clears throat> and, and because it's, you know, we don't see it, that it's already over. We don't have freedom and liberty anymore. And that tired expression that I've heard from people my whole damn life well, I've been all around the world, and America's still the greatest place on earth. It's like, really not anymore. Yeah. And that's like telling me, of all the crap sandwiches you have to choose from, this crap sandwich still tastes better because it's on rye. Right. It's still a crap sandwich. Yeah. And, and if we as patriots and concerned citizens for America don't wake up, it, it really, yeah. I mean, it's already over. There yeah. might be a way to change it or guide it back into a correct course. But if people are just going to be apathetic, it's not going to happen. You might as well bug out now because yeah. it's already hit the fan. We just weren't in the room when it happened. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And and it, and they keep taking more and more away. Uh, and pretty soon uh, there won't be any more to take away. No. And And, you know, this country – the Republic has changed so much from what our founders uh, created. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's sad that we are witnessing the demise of the greatest country on the planet of earth. Yeah. Because, because the, the stinking liberals, they, they want everything for free. They hate capitalism. They, they think that, you know, we live in a democracy. They think that 
They think that socialism is the answer to everything. They think that government helping them out of every situation is the key and the answer to everything. Uh, and, and and that's not the way our founders projected America to be. No, it, it really wasn't. It was, it was, you know, people love the word freedom and liberty. And, and it sounds good. It's kind of warm and fuzzy. But when you really think about it, the true republic, the way it was written, even 150 years ago, there were no safety nets. And when you tell somebody in today's world, well, you're, if, if you were truly free, you could open the dumbest business and go bankrupt and live under a bridge, and you'd be free to do that. And then they're like, yeah, but I, th I think as a rich nation, we should be and you know, have some safety nets. And therein lies the first chink in the armor. You know, and, and it goes back, you know, close to 200 years of this slow erosion through, what do they call it, you know, incrementalism. And, and you can't fix one thing without going back. And then pretty soon you, you get to the point to where you could maybe correct that. And then people go, well, now you're just painting with a broad brush. It's like, you know what, I give up. Burn the country to the ground. Right, and then the same people will go out and and rebuild it, because you you just can't unscramble an egg, you know. Right. It, it's just, and and our politicians are so good at handing us the scrambled egg and then going, well, here you fix it. And it's like, I didn't pay you to screw this up. That's right. And now you want us to fix it when that right. was your job while we were out raising families and being Americans. Right. We we elected and hired you not to screw it up. And they always default back to that. Well, here you fix it. What's your plan? It's like, well, I have a plan and it really kind of includes all of you retiring and going away. You know, and that's funny because it's funny you mention that because the Democrats have yet to put, put forth a plan uh, for the 2020 <clears throat> season other than stop Trump and give away free stuff. Right. And I, I hope that remains their game plan because they will get their butts handed to them if they continue to go to the game with that playbook. Well, I, it doesn't matter what their playbook is. I, I don't believe look, it's like rush said the other night. And uh, if after everything they have thrown at Trump, the, you know, the prostitutes peeing on the bed, the, oh. uh, you know, the golden shower thing, the, the whole uh, Russian collusion scandal failure, uh, the whole, all of that stuff. And, um, none of that has been able to take him down. My friends, you're not taking the man down. And what, what's funny is, you know, the media brings up all of these, what they consider to be, I guess, stories that would, would mess with conservatives. But on the other hand, most of the liberals are such sick, twisted pervs. They're listening to these stories about golden showers going, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it repulses us, but we know it's not true. Right. And, then, and, and what they're using as a sword is actually just a butter knife because their own people have no problem with that kind of behavior. That's exactly right. No, so, absolutely. I mean, it was fine when Billy Clinton did it, you know. Oh, well, yeah. But now, you know, Donald Trump, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Hey, listen, we got to take a break. We will be coming back with more crazy antics with the two crazy guys right here 
on KYAH 540 AM. Stick around right after this. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to getthetea.com and stock up on organic non-GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best naturally. All you have to do is log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. Getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Changing America's health one tea bag at a time. Hi, this is John Jeffers inviting you to listen to my show, The Jeffers Brief. You know, on The Jeffers Brief, we discuss topics of interest and concerns for preppers and patriots. You can only find us on the Comptra Radio Network on podbean.com or KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Hope you join me and we'll talk to you then. And welcome back to the third segment of today's program, where Mark and I are just absolutely crazy. We have no idea what we're talking about, and that's what this program is all about, chasing those rabbits so you don't have to. Hey, let me ask you now, you speak Spanish, would it be tres dos locos hombres? Ah? Huh? <laughs> Section three. Oh. Be tres and then dos locos hombres? No. Um... <laughs> uh, now you got me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a language quiz test. Uh, <laughs> los dos hombres locos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Everything said. I don't know. Uh, now I'm screwed up. I can't think straight. <laughs> uh, everything's backwards in there, you know. It's like kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, they used to call me loco huero in high school. Loco huero eres tú. <laughs> ¿Qué pasó, vato? <laughs> yep. Yep, I, I was that guy. <laughs> so, you know, in some deep, it's funny because the, the, the deeper down south you go, the more not only does the language change, but the slang changes too. Yeah. Uh, you know, in like in Panama, a lot of guys, they speak that kind of like that Jamaican type lango. Um, oh, wow. You know, a lot of that. And, and 
some of the some of the Spanish should be, you know, dale patela la oper, polista ventu. In other words, keep going, you know, because the cops are watching you. Um, and, and here it's like, you know, it's a different kind of a slang. Right. Um, but, you know, we always just say, what's going on? You know, just kind of like the broken King's English that, that they speak over in Jamaica. Uh, and it's funny how the farther down south you go, the more it changes. And uh, so uh, even so, I mean, you, you speak Spanish, you speak Spanish. Don't get me wrong. But. Uh, it is different. The cultures are different. And, you know, like for instance, in Mexico, an empanada is um, a pastry filled with fruit. In Panama, an empanada is uh, like dough with meat inside of it. Huh. So, you know, and, and then they fry it or, or bake it or whatever. Typically, it's baked um, and it's really, really good. So you come up here and you ask them for an empanada and they hand you this stinking like a donut type thing. You're like, I don't want that crap. I want an empanada, man. <laughs> like so, a calzone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some of the, some of the foods are different. Um, you know, I noticed of- that a lot, a lot of the, the friends I had when I lived in St. John's, Arizona were from the, the, the colonies down in Mexico. Yeah. Which were the Mormon polygamists that it all took off and went that way when they outlawed polygamy. Mm. And, and, uh, one time she she's like, uh, would you like me to make you some tacos? And it's like, yeah, I love tacos. So yeah. they were more like an enchilada rolled up in a in a right. soft fried, uh, you know, corn tortilla. Right. And I was like, this, she- I go, this is a taco. And she goes, well, over here it is. Now, if you go down more, it's even different. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, see, they don't, I mean, they'll eat tacos down in Panama, but they don't. It's not like it is in Mexico, you right. know, where tacos are everywhere. Uh, in Panama, it's more, you know, uh, different. It's a different culture, a different style. And so you'll get different foods. And and don't get me wrong, man. The food in Central America is phenomenal, brother. Right. It is absolutely phenomenal. And unless you've been there and experienced it. Now, see, I used to go to all the hole-in-the-wall restaurants. You know, you pay two bucks, you get you get a whole plate of food up here that you can't, that you can't eat. And a lot of rice, you know, they like rice and they like, you know, carne meat. They like all kinds of meats and ceviche. Ceviche in Mexico is done differently than it is in Panama. It's just a different thing. And I used to love ceviche, man. Ceviche was, oh my God, it's so good. It's fish, raw fish cooked in lime juice. And it's so good. Well, raw and cooked. Okay. So it's not sushi. It, no, it, no, 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 no. They just they, take they, the fish true. and they, they cook it in lime juice. They put it in this like a gallon jug of lime juice with lemon and, and they cut up what they call, think of it like pico de gallo, all right? right? All kinds of stuff, celery or, or uh, uh, um, uh, onions, and, uh, onions and cilantro and all that stuff all cut up in there. And then they let it sit in there for, uh, you know, I think it's like a few days and they mix it as it's cooking. So it's actually cooked. The lime juice actually cooks it. And then, man, you put that on a piece of toast with a cold Corona brewski, man. Oh, my God, <laughs> brother. You are missing life, dude. I'm telling you, we used to go – living on the beach, man, in Central America is like every man's dream. I'm here it's to tell you, man. 24-7 uh, vacation. Oh, my God. The, the, even work wasn't work down there, man. <laughs> well, you know, that's you – know, you know, we are kind of talking about immigration and stuff, but – you know the 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 value system 
and the family value system in Mexico is really phenomenal. Yeah. And all the way down south, you know, it's just yeah. there are good people. It's uh-huh. too damn bad yeah. that the that the families and their government are so corrupt, which we could say that in America too. Yeah. And that's why I always say, why didn't we go to Mexico instead of Iraq? Because I, I like the people. I'd have let rather me, overthrown their crap government. Let me tell you right now, I still got family and friends down in Panama. Yeah. And uh, it, it's interesting how it works because a Panamanian can leave Panama and come to the United States for 20 years and then wow. go back down to Panama to visit and go right back to the family's house. Right. Nothing changes. They still live changed. in the same house. Everything, everything is the same. And let me tell you something else. They get by, brother. Those oh, yeah. people, they – look, I, I, I'm not trying to take away from this great America that we live in. But I'm telling you, those people know how to live, dude. They live a simple, easy life. You know, here, Saturday, Saturdays are horrible for you because you're pouring concrete and busting stuff and working your butt to the bone every Saturday. Saturdays, man, those guys are laying around in hammock, drinking beer, playing dominoes, playing cards. Playing with their kids. Water skiing, you know, just having a good time, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They're hard workers, man. They work very, very hard, but you know they also relax very hard. They're I can not, remember they're not consumed by it like we are here in America. Exactly, and I can remember, you know, I can remember when when we used to do the interior trips, we'd take food and stuff and load into pickup trucks, and then we'd take that food up to the orphanages up in the interior, you know, away from the city. You know, it would take us six or seven hours to get there. It just long trekking into the jungles. And then, you know, sometimes you had to pack stuff on mules and go in by horseback and mules. But some of the places we'd go to, we'd drive in and we'd have the trucks and the kids, you know, they would, they would hear the trucks coming down the dirt road and these kids would come out running with their bare feet, you know, no shoes on their feet, no nothing. You know, they didn't have nothing. They were dirt poor, Mark. These people inside of their houses, they didn't have indoor plumbing. They didn't have carpeting and tile and all that. It was dirt packed floor man and you took a bath in the river in the freezing cold river in the morning but you got up in the morning and you had breakfast that was cooked with you with coffee and you went out and you milked the cows and 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 but anyway the kids man they would come at these orphanages and and we'd take food and and we'd take stuff up there and then uh as part of what they would do is they would greet us one of the things that they had to do during class is they had to grow crops grow vegetables or fruit or whatever. And then they, they would take that home to their families and share with their families. And that was, they were learning how to live off the land. Right. Okay. And so these kids, they would bring a gift to you, you know, a a fruit or something that they grew themselves. Right. They personally grew and they would give it to you as a gift and you better accept it because if you don't, then it's an insult to them. Right. And, and, you know, it, it, it's funny because when you look at America, and somebody told me one time, you know, a pioneer or a settler's life was really tough. And, and I always disagreed with that because yeah. it, if, you, if you thought about living that way from our perspective, then, yeah, it sounds bad. Right. But really, the pioneers and the settlers, they got up in the morning. They did just like they do in Mexico. They, they went out and they worked on their stuff. They, right. they fixed the wagon or shod the horse and, and then they went out and, and grew their food or whatever yeah. and they were always together as a family 
and so you know when i when i think of prepping and, and the end of the world as we knew it i think it wouldn't be that bad well you know, you know back in that living back in the western days even that was rough times man you had to be rough to survive back then but, yeah, but but here's the thing still you didn't live to work you worked a little bit and to live and where we are in this existence lifestyle instead of just living right and so the, what i was getting to was though that for instance you know well it had to be rough without air conditioning well i don't think it was because they never had it so they couldn't have missed it if they never had it right they you know my dad told me they used to have burlap sacks out in the yard yeah and, and like a little moat around it with water in it yeah. And then the sacks would stay wet, and that's where they kept their milk and stuff like that to keep it cool. Right. You know, they, they didn't drink an ice cold glass of milk, but right. they didn't think of, oh, it'd be really good with ice because what the hell's ice? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, and, and they, that's kind of the way it is up in the interior. Once you get away from the city in in Panama, it's it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you know, they've come along with the modern conveniences of ice and that kind of thing now, but it took them a long time. Uh, and, and then you know, another another phenomenal place that I got the opportunity to visit was uh, the San Blas Islands down in, in Panama. And it's absolutely beautiful. The water is so blue. You can see the white sand beach 50 feet down underneath the water. Just wow. phenomenal. And you go there and it's all palm trees. And you just, you, it's so like you hear the ocean roaring. It's just, I'm not kidding you, man. If you've ever seen it on TV, the video just does not do it justice as to being there in real life. You know, I bet a lot of people will be listening to this and thinking, boy, that'd be a great place to go on vacation, which is, it would be. But if you think of it that way, then you're overlooking the fact that it would be even better way to live your life. And we yeah. can do that in America. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are homesteading now and stuff, but you're still locked into this grid work of yeah. taxes and bureaucracies and just gridlock everywhere to where you just can't go to Wyoming and open a ranch and be left alone. Right. You have to kiss the ring of somebody exactly. out there. So to me, waking up every morning and going fishing or trapping or hunting, you know, like watching them shows in Alaska where they're, they're trappers, they, they work really hard, but it's different. Mark and I are moving to the San Blas Islands in Panama, guys. <laughs> you, know, if, you know, and it's funny for me to say if I could afford it, I would do it. But the reality is if I took my savings, I could probably go there and live like Bill Gates. You'd live like the rest of your life. Yeah. You'd live like a king. When I was down there, I lived like a king. I'm not kidding you. It was absolutely phenomenal. Listen, we got to run to a break already. Uh, but yeah. It's it, Mark. You could take your entire life savings and fly down there and live like the king the rest of your life. Well, I have no retirement. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the real world. Hey, we'll be back right after this on KYAH five forty AM, Utah's Talk Authority.
This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. Hi, this is John Jeffers inviting you to listen to my show, The Jeffers Brief. You know, on The Jeffers Brief, we discuss topics of interest and concerns for preppers and patriots. You can only find us on the Contra Radio Network on podbean.com or KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. Hope you join me and we'll talk to you then. Alrighty, welcome back to the final segment of today's program. Before the break, Mark and I were talking about life in Central America. And, you know, it's funny, Mark, that, that we talked about that. But what's really interesting is, is, and I think this is kind of the same throughout the entire Central American culture, is their family value system. It is, look, I don't care what or how you want to look at it. Uh, Americans do not have the same value system as other countries. No. We don't no. respect each other. We don't care about each other's uh, wishes. Look, man, down in Central America, the biggest thing that I that that I can say that I was so appreciative of is the love that those people have. And I mean, it's a it's a real, true love for family and friends. I mean, look, there was an instance. I'll take you on a story right now. There was an <laughs> instance instance where we were uh, in the interior, and I was with family, and we were you know, uh, at one of the, um, one of the rivers or something like that. And this guy, you know, that we met there, uh, never, never saw him before, but we met him and we became friends. He invited us to his house for dinner the following day. And we had trekked over to this guy's house, uh, just showed up there, you know, cause they didn't have phones. They don't have phones out there in the bush. <laughs> and so we just showed up and lo and behold, <laughs> His fam, I'm not kidding you. The family had dinner table set and they were expecting us and they served us. We're talking about complete strangers, man. And they took us into their home. I know you can't do that here because of the fact that somebody might shoot you or stab you if you talk about <laughs> with yeah. Donald Trump. But down there, man, it's a totally, it, the political thing is almost non-existent and they love each other. They love their families and they, and they, at every opportunity they can take, they try to get together and spend time with their families. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so different, and yet it should be so the same here, you know, because there's no reason just because we're American we're, you know, special or whatever the word is that everyone uses. Doesn't mean we can't be like, you know, some of the people that we've learned to, to know in life through this melting pot experiment called America mm-hmm. to where we can't use some of their, their culture and their lifestyle to better our country, you know, because you're right, you know, and that's what that one guy, Eric uh, Metaxas was saying. He goes, you know, we, you know, we have become, you know, more and more secular, I guess is the word. And, and we don't care about religion. We don't care about values. We don't care about family. And and I don't think you have to be a hundred percent religious to care about family, right? You know, it's it, it just 
it's a way to where religion is really good, you know, for a family, but it's not required, I don't think. I think you could do just fine, you know, being a good person and, and, and just have family values, have some more children, bite the bullet. It's like all of these, you know, these uh, charity groups, you know, they're like, oh, I can't talk about politics because of my 501c3. It's like, well, you have a bully pulpit. Maybe you should pay the taxes and yeah. tell the truth instead of hiding under this false, you know, blanket of security called a 501c3. Because if it's only saving you taxes and you're willing to save a thousand or a million dollars a year and not tell the truth to the American people, then I don't really care what you have to say anyway. Right. You know? and, and so I think in other countries, people are willing to commit to their beliefs a lot more than we are in America. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably a tirade, not even a rant, but. <laughs> well, you know, you know and, and like you, like it, it just, it's phenomenal how, you know, different the cultures are around the world. All right. So let's, let's look at the Orient. The Orient is very, very, very respectful of their elders. Yes. And, and those people, they live a long time. Yeah. They do, I guess, because they eat a lot of vegetables. I don't know. But hey, they I'm keto. <laughs> and you don't hear in the Orient, you don't hear, at least I haven't, of, you know, old folks' homes or whatever you want to call them. Right. They, take the, they take the parents into the home with them. And you look at the news in America, <clears throat> excuse me, and they're they're talking about old people should be put to death and euthanized because they're a burden on society. That's right. how far we have slipped as a human race. Right. But in the Orient, the elder are looked upon as very wise, yeah. wise individual that can teach and you can learn from. And see, that's where we've fallen away, Mark. Right. We have fallen so far away from reality in this country that you know we've gotten so busy with our lives that we can't we can't take care of our our elders and and you know our kids are now a burden on us we don't want them around we just want someone else to raise them here go play a video game and leave us alone you know that is the downfall of america my friend and then we wonder when we grow old why they don't want to take care of us right they're just reciprocating you know that that's what we taught them through example it's like you know you're an annoyance and right. you look at the, at the American Indian cultures, you know, the old chiefs and the wise men. They were the old people. All these young bucks and warriors would sit down and listen to them. And they, they right. wouldn't just sit there and go, you silly old man, you know, we're in charge yeah, now. Exactly. They, they appreciated that. And, uh, you know, that's my big takeaway from all this, uh, you know, stuff that, you know, I've seen in the news. It's like, as a country, we are, we are dead inside. And, and. I personally don't see any hope for America, so that's why I'm a prepper. But I, I think some family values to you know for patriots and, and, and conservatives and just might help. At least it might help when the onslaught comes because it's on its way. Oh, it's coming. I, I hate to Mark, I hate to say that and I hate to I hate to think that I have such a grim outlook on on what's going to happen, but I'm telling you right now that, uh, especially if you get somebody like Kamala Harris in there who says that she's going to use, uh, uh, use executive authority to, uh, you know, for gun control, man, let me tell you something. You cannot, you cannot 
that is a constitutional right. You can't just start, you know, using executive authority. Look, the, the first amendments to the Constitution, the first 10 amendments are things the government cannot do to you. And I don't know what part of shall not be infringed she does not get. Well, I think but what I'm it is you, is they think this is a living, breathing Constitution. And if it was living and breathing, then it's technically dead. Well, and the, the, the but the thing is they don't get it. They don't understand that there are so many like you and I, uh, that are out there in grassroots America that will not stand for that. And this country, this country, I'm, I'm sorry to say folks is on a track for another civil war. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm listening to an audio book. I can't think of the name of it, but, uh, you know, and they're talking about civil war in America as opposed to today, as opposed to the, the civil war. And he said, you know, there were lines of delineation. They had their uniform. We have ours. And, and there, there wasn't collateral damage because the families could go, you know, there, there was battlefields and all that. He said this civil war in America now, uh, it, your neighbor could be on the other side and diametrically opposed to you. Yeah. So it's, it's an internal boiling over to where the, the old civil war would actually seem like it made sense. Yeah, the old civil war, you had two sides, north yeah. and south, and you knew what side you stood on. Here, in, in today's civil war, when, when the next civil war happens, like you said, man, it's going to be you know a, an onslaught of slaughterism because you don't know who's what. No, and, and you know back then, at least, the north and the south had their government uh, you know, fighting. Now... We have a third party in the civil war, which will be the government, because neither side trusts the government. Right. And, and and I think it's funny in all these prepper fictions, you know, everybody's like talking this stuff and, and quoting government policy. And, and I always think to myself, what prepper in his right mind trusts the government? And and, and yet they're they're like, well, you know, the government will do this and that. It's like. I, I don't think so. I don't think they'll be there for us at all on either side. Let me add to that. What red, what red-blooded, God-fearing, American-loving individual? <laughs> all know, four of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, believes that would would stand for that. But uh, and it goes back to what you said. You know, it's not if you'll stand; it's where will you stand. Right. And, and, and that's, you know, that to me is really important to get through to people's heads. It's like, you, you gotta, you gotta have your position in life. You know, it's, you don't even go into a courtroom. If you talk to a, a lawyer, he'll go, what's your position on this? Right. It's like, where do you stand on this, this case? Right. You know, what do you want me to argue for? Exactly. And, and, and people we're so wishy-washy now. I mean, one minute he's your ally, and the next minute he's stabbing you in the back for a loaf of bread. Exactly. So yeah. it's going to be scary. It's going to be dirty. Bye. It'll be fun. Well. Because I'm going to be bugged out. Me too. And the, what is it, what's it called? The Sandblast? <laughs> <laughs> the Sandblast Islands in Panama, in oh, Panama it, Central Because it almost sounds like the Yuma Proving Ground. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sandblast blasting through that place no that's just the term that the indians were named they're 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 the sandblast indians s-a-n-b-l-a-s not blast so how long would it take to walk there if the world collapsed oh you wouldn't be able to walk there it's an island ah damn 
Well, we could get close. It's an island in the Pacific Ocean. That's over there. That's <laughs> it's, so uh, it's so it's, it's on the uh, west side. Oh of, wait, wait! I th no, I think it's in the Atlantic side. I'm sorry, my bad. It's on the Atlantic. It's on the opposite side. So you didn't know there's going to be a Spanish vocabulary test and a geography test. Now, now we could go to we could go to the Perlis Islands, which are then they are halfway between uh, Panama City, Panama, and um, uh, and Colombia. That you can so, but there or we could do Pinas Bay. Pinas Bay uh, you, is right down nearby the Colombian border. But uh, all beautiful islands, all uh, just absolutely breathtaking areas. The the family uh, value system is still there in those small little remote areas, right? Uh, unlike our populated areas of today. Why don't we do like a land swap? You know, because there's like 15, 20 million illegals that want to come here and probably another 100 million that want to come here. We'll just sign over our, you know, property and go live there. And then they can all come here. And we can all, the same people, we can go down there and retire. And we can still build a wall, right? Yeah, just around <laughs> our community. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we're out of time today. Ah, damn. Uh, already, it's so quick. It happens so quick, these programs. Listen, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, and uh, Mark, I know that uh, you like to wrap these things up in a pretty little bow. Quickly, in 20 seconds, wrap it up for us, brother. 20 seconds. Well, we need to learn where we stand. And to do that, you have to have a focal point. You have to know what direction you're heading in morally, spiritually, patriotically. It doesn't matter. You know, if, if you say you're an oath keeper and you will turn around and enforce federal law, then you're not an oath keeper. Find, your, find where you stand and, and stand there. You know, do your Amen. job as an American or we're doomed. Amen. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Until next week, this is Mark and Don, the two crazy guys. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Catch them next time as they dig ugh, into the issues. The two crazy guys. Log on to the website at www.contraradionetwork.com.